Welcome to Real Relations with Dr. JC. We're right here on WDJYFM, Straight Talk Radio. And again, we're glad to have each and every one of you because here is a place and now is the time to responsibly reflect upon all kinds of relationships. We want to lift you, encourage, challenge, and inspire you. You know what? We are caring for you on the air. Well, good day again, my wonderful listeners, and thank you for staying with me uh, on yet another week's broadcast of Real Relations. We have today a, a wonderful guest in Michelle Burt, and she is going to keep us engaged for the next uh, hour around some very important topics, that which is happening now uh, in our communities. So, uh, without much ado, I'm going to bring uh, Michelle to us, and she is very engaged in work with women, and it, it, she has it all organized, television, radio, uh, she's a brand that works with nonprofit organizations, I believe I'm right in saying that. Ms. Burke, if, I, if I'm wrong, correct me. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself, and welcome to the show. Well, good 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 day, Dr. JC. Thank you for having me. And uh, yes, my name is Michelle Dosbert, and I have a nonprofit called Real Chicks Rock, and it's been designed to empower, inspire, and motivate women. So uh, our brand and our mantra is similar to what your your brand is for this this talk show. So I'm really excited to be here um, to indulge in the conversation with you for today's topic. Uh, we are based in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, we've been in existence now for about seven years, and we've done community service work. We're very active in our communities where we do things to give back to women and children. We've done clothing drives and school drives and things of that nature. We're also um, into public speaking and mentoring, especially young young girls as they're coming up uh, through life. They need good mentors and women that can help them navigate through the process in this thing called life. It can be challenging. I know it was challenging for me when I was a young girl, so it's great that we're able to uh, pay it forward and turn around and extend a hand to those that may need it. And we are also active in the arts. As, as you mentioned, radio and television, I do have a talk show called Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions. Um, where we talk about mental health and the pandemic and financial management and time management and a host of other things that impact us as women and, and the people that love us. So men tune in too. They participate and share in on the movement and the brand. And uh, we also uh, take that talk show and make it into a podcast. So we're podcasting as well. So thank you again, doctor, for having me. Wow. What a tremendous work you are offering to uh, those who um, are smart enough to tune in to what you do. Is this every week or uh, every day that you are broadcasting? We broadcast every first and third Sunday of the month at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, yes, and so you can find us on the streaming platforms, the iTunes, iHeart, um, Spotify, and Pandora. And we're also we also have a Real Chicks Rock YouTube channel. So I know trying to find things in the streaming services can be a bit much, so we wanted to keep things simple. You can always find us out there on YouTube. Well, that's all very good news to hear. I mean, that's just very encouraging um, to have strong and healthy and wise resources such as you're offering our listening audience. 
But today, as we come together, we've got to look at some things that I uh, not only are very serious, but we're going to look at it in a way that's going to empower people, move them forward in life, uh, particularly at this time, because as we know, uh, we are living in deeply troubling circumstances. They surround us. Um, so I'm talking about this virus pandemic, uh, the coronavirus, and along with that, we know that the virus is heavily impacting, um, as they like to say, communities of color. I'm going to say the black community, the Latin community, and Native American community is, is, is very intense. Not to say it's not impacting um, uh, Anglo communities, because it is. But along with the virus and, the, and those problems, we have these continued violent attacks on black youth. Uh, more recently, well, I, I won't even say recently, we have Georgia, we have Indiana, um, just around the country. Um, then the issues of massive unemployment. So we got to keep our heads squarely on our shoulders. we got to keep our feet solidly on the ground. So what I'm aware of today, Michelle, is after Atlanta has opened up for business, I know there was a big push to make sure yeah. Atlanta opened up for business. I mm-hmm. read today that there are new death tolls totaling 1,600 people. Mm-hmm. Now, I know here in Chicago people would talk a lot about uh, how many uh, seemingly mostly men lined up to get those shoes, uh, Michael Jordan shoes, Jim yeah. shoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's been a big conversation. And so, unfortunately, now we read about these, these new deaths. Um, so, coming back to you. So we have all these mixed messages circulating. Uh, you know, go out and, and live your life and let's get back to the to a full and abundant economy and all this. So how do we do that, Michelle? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think that, that you're absolutely right, Dr. JC. The messages are mixed. Um, you know, we have to pay attention to the people that are in leadership at the top, right, in, in the White House and and what is the driver for them, right? What is the driver and the reason for them to push us and get economics back going? Um, it, it doesn't benefit us at our level just yet. It is really all about empowering the corporations and making sure that big businesses continue to make money um, and that the United States can continue to thrive and be a leader in the industry and in different markets, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we can't afford to not be uh, mobilized. We can't afford to lose money, but unfortunately, we are. Um, without people to spend the money, what do you have? So trying to push us as human beings or as Americans to get back out and spend, um, some of us are not falling for the banana in the tailpipe. We're not just, we're not ready to do that. There, there, we don't have um, a clear understanding on all of the reasons or how this this pandemic or this virus came about. We don't know for systemic people uh, who's systemic, who's not. They're just now starting to give us more uh, places that we can test uh, for free, which is great. So at least you can understand what your status is. And when I say your status, it reminds me of the 80s when um, HIV and AIDS was prevalent. That was a big thing, knowing your status, knowing what you were. But it was different because you had to, with permission and consent in most cases, have a sexually transmitted or engagement with someone 
to open yourself up to that type of risk. Now it could be merely a sneeze, a cough, being with someone that has it. You don't know that they have it. They're in your space. They're in your face. And then now all of a sudden you have these symptoms. Um, For some people, um, they're able to get through it quicker than others or or maybe more routinely than others. And then for others, it's it's a totally different thing, Um, attacking nervous systems, having different infections, we don't know, and unfortunately, um, the WHO, a World Health Organization, is, and CDC is so busy in trying to get us to stay home and trying to deal with the death toll and the, the cases that are growing that they haven't had an opportunity to really assess if you've had it already, can you get it again, will it, be, will it still have the same impact, the same girth or strength, um, how do you handle a, a, a stomach people that never have any of the symptoms? What do you do with that? Like, we don't know. I mean, there's just so much going on. So I think most people are trying to be wise, right? A word to the wise is sufficient. If you do not have to be out, then don't be out, right? Stay home, right? Most of us go to the store. If that, we come home. So a lot of people are doing online shopping, and that's about it. Um, hats off to a lot of the corporations and companies that are allowing their employees to stay home, right? So that's helping to minimize and reduce the risk. But how does it impact us as, as black people is, is, is incredible because some of us, we, we still are falling for things that really are superficial, that really don't have much value. But, again, it's part of our cadence. It's part of our lifestyle. It's the things that we like and we admire. So for Georgia, the mere fact that they opened up the hair salons and the nail shops and the barber shops, again, was to me a direct indication of targeting, um, I don't want to, you know, people in African-American communities um, that, you know, thrive for that. And then on the other hand, right, there are a lot of, black entrepreneurs that run their businesses. They are salon owners. They are barbershop owners. And so how can they make their money if if they were closed and shut down? So it it is a very difficult period in trying to understand what's the right way. I don't think there's one uniform way. Let me say that. I think that we have to exercise our rights as individuals to find out what is going to be the new norm for us and how do we get back engaged, and when we get back engaged. We have to be comfortable individually. We can't be bullied. We can't be forced, because at the end of the day, we can't spend our money if we're dead or if we're sick. So if you want us to be engaged, we need to be healthy. We need to feel comfortable. We have to be able to secure um, our, our income, because a lot of us are not working. 30, uh, 36 million, 33 million people have filed for unemployment. So I think it's a lot of wishful thinking and a lot of conudging and a lot of maybe bullying to force us. But as I, you know, look out my window, nobody's driving, nobody's walking around. People are still uh, staying shelter in place in a lot of places here that I can see or I'm hearing in, in the Atlanta area. Can't say for all of Georgia, but I know some of us are still staying at home. Well, that sounds yeah, that's that's encouraging. Of course, uh, I've heard a lot from prominent ministers, even here in Chicago, mm-hmm. who have 
uh, put out the clarion call, black people stay home. <laughs> don't mm-hmm. do this. Don't fall for this. And, and, and that's good. But then, of course, we're back to uh, this picture of those lined up to buy Michael Jordan gym shoes. Yeah. Um, and so, so what truths? Can we pull out some truths and basic guidelines that's just true that we can follow as black community as, uh, and those who may be listening from other communities? What are some mm-hmm. basic human guidelines to keep us safe, to preserve our lives um, in this kind of, really I think it's a bizarre uh, experience of life right now with all the mixed messages? Yeah. Yeah, I think a basic guideline is basically, you know, you have to do what works for you in your home, right, for you and your immediate family. You can't follow the masses. If you are not comfortable in being out, you don't have a reason to be out, then don't be out. Um, the, the sad thing is for most African Americans, we are first-line responders, right? We are Either we're the nurses, maybe some of us are doctors, um, we are driving the medical units, we're in armed forces, um, we're uh, the police, we're firefighters, and then guess what? We're also janitorial. So, yeah, we're drivers, we're, we're uh, uh, transportation drivers, we're driving the trains, we're driving the bus, and we're janitorial services, right? So for every mm-hmm. hospital that's opened, every clinic that's opened, um, we are the people that are in there. We're cleaning up. We're taking out the trash. We're having to deal with people that are infected. Then in those cases, most cases, if we don't show up for work, we don't get paid. So oftentimes, even if we don't want to go, even though, even if we know it's not very safe for us for our health, we have to go because we have to put food on the table for our family. So, again, the, the baseline is, you have to do what works well for your family, for your immediate family unit. You can't be pressured. You can't be bullied. And if you have to go out, because a lot of people, we're still getting mail. There are a lot of postal workers. Um, our mailmen and women are African American in most communities. And so you, the baseline would be also if you have to go out there, set a routine for how you come back into your home. You immediately take your clothes off. You go, you take a shower, those clothes that you had on, you wash them. There needs to be a designated space in your home where you can disrobe, get those things off, get cleaned up so you can reengage with your family family to minimize the contamination in your home. So, I mean, it's, Michelle, you have to be... Michelle, we're yeah. coming to a break, and this is all very important. I want you to really kind of break it down into some points for us because I don't want people to miss what you're saying. Uh, Mm -hmm. You're listening, everybody, to WDJYFM, Straight Talk Radio, and you have been hearing from the brilliant Michelle Burt, and she's going to come back with us. And let me be sure, we're talking about uh, the name of your business is? Real Chicks Rock. There you go. All right. And we'll come into a break. We'll be right back. And we are back. We are back with real topics with Dr. JC because we are interested in real relationships. And we have a real topic for us today as we discuss this virus, this pandemic, all these insane uh, murders around the country of black youth for little of nothing. 
Um, and so, uh, and, and I, let me add this. Speaking of um, uh, Michelle's business, Real Chicks Rock, the murders mm-hmm. of, of women in their own homes, it's insane. So we're talking mm-hmm. about, you know, how do we, facing all of these kinds of uh, in massive uh, life problems, you know, what's going to be wise for us now? So before we get more into that, I'm going to ask um, Michelle to go back and tell us uh, more about how to contact us, her business, Real Chicks Rock. How do we contact you uh, after this program? Oh, I can be reached at my website, which is realchicksrock.com. I'm also on Facebook as Real Chicks Rock. We're on Twitter as Real Chicks Rock 1. And we're also on Instagram as Real Chicks Rock. And, and feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel called Real Chicks Rock. Wonderful. Man, That's you're, you're very, very well developed in your business. That is wonderful. But you were really you. telling us a lot before we broke uh, for our break. And, and you were very well developed in your thinking on what we need to be Using as our guidelines um, mm-hmm. in this in in these uh, challenging times, and I want to break down a little bit more about how we do that. Um, take a little bit slower, so people have the steps that they might need to have uh, to, to move them forward. So we talk about families paying attention to what their what their needs are first, yeah. and we deal with how do we survive this. So first, what mm-hmm. do you need to do? And so I'll pick you up from that point. First, let's look at what we need, which is to support our families in food, shelter, and right. get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and continuing that, that's important. And I think you have to have a plan for your home. You know, if, if people have to go out and, and embark into this pandemic or be in places that are unsafe or of high risk, you have to be able to have a plan of how, how do you mitigate, how do you stay in contact, how do you communicate with your family, what do you do when you come home. Um, oftentimes, most families have a procedure, um, rules for when their loved ones come in from dealing with these outside resources, you know, how to d- disrobe the clothing. Give us an example, Michelle. Give us an example of what that means. Um, what that means is like, for example, people that work at the post office that have to be out every day, or if your husband or wife is a police officer, you're exposed to people every day. So when you come home, there's a routine. Um, you disrobe in a, sp- a particular place in your home. Maybe you wash those clothes right away. Again, the objective is not to bring that outside community or world into your home to raise any kind of contamination, right? So you want to make sure that you and your family are safe at home as much as possible. So again, it's just creating a plan, a method that works for you and your family as you come in and out. It's it's taking what the CDC has said and accelerating and doing it even more. It's not only just... What is CDC? The Center for Disease Control here in Atlanta. They are the people that have been uh, basically telling us the world about the pandemic, the pandemic and how we need to stay at home, stay six feet away from one another. They've incorporated the social distancing. They've been saying that you need to come home and wash your hands immediately for 30 seconds or more to make sure that you don't have that di- the, the disease or the virus on your hands. I shouldn't say disease, but the virus on your hands or on your person. Right. Well, and that virus which can cause disease. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and if I may, center, Centers for Disease Control is a national um, 
organization that we can all refer back to. It's it's, it's the scientific body that our current mm-hmm. administration uh, wants to ignore, actually. Um, and right. So you're saying don't ignore it. No, no, don't don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. It can save your life. It mm-hmm. definitely saves lives because even in your opening comments, Dr. JC, even though the numbers and the deaths have increased, unfortunately, since Georgia has opened up their their state, um, us staying in place has stabilized in some cases or slowed slowed it down. We realized that when we were home, we were able to slow things down. And so the, CD, the CDC were, were the people that instructed us to do that, you know, nationally, stay at home, um, shelter in place, washing your hands, covering your mouth, walking out outside if you have to be outside, having a mask, you know, don't don't take this for granted, don't take this lightly because people are dying, can die from this viral disease. This viral well, disease. absolutely. And, and, you know, I want to add, not only wash your hands, wash your face. Um, mm-hmm. because, and you can tell them more because the virus is, is airbound. It's in the air. I yes. just read about a virologist, <laughs> interesting enough, and, and today uh, – is reported, he reports, that he thinks that he has the virus. And by the way, he's a white male. He got the virus within his eyes. He said it came through his eyes. Mm. So, and, and so the question is, okay, now what do we do? I mean, are we even aware? And again, it's developing, so we don't know everything yet. Right, so right. We know to cover our nose. We know to cover our mouth. What about our eyes? And I'm not asking for an answer that you may have the answer because you're really smart, uh, Michelle. But I, you know, I, it was just something that really stood out today that uh, yeah. one can contract the virus through eyes. So it's very, very serious. It's very serious, doctor. It is. The, it is, doctor JC. It's very serious, and I think it's just like any other virus or em- epidemic or anything else that we've had. We just can't run out here assuming that because we're the U.S. we're we were bigger and badder than any kind of disease or virus. No, we have to use some wit. We have to use a little common sense. We have to move slowly. And and again, I think that most most people, including businesses and corporations, even the small businesses, want to be safe. We don't want to be liable. We don't want death on our hands. We don't want to lose our loved ones. You have to be smart about this and, and slowly ease back into this. And and, uh, and this will allow our government and um, people in the healthcare profession to understand what this is, how we can get ahead of it, how we can live with it. We may have to coexist with this. It may be something that never go, goes away. I've read that, that there's a possibility that this disease may never go away. But perhaps it can get to a state or a phase that there is a vaccine or something that we can take that if we catch it, we'll be able to to deal with it and not die from it. So I would encourage everyone to just be be aware of what's going on. Every state is different, even down to the city level is different. So what we're doing in Georgia may not be applicable in Illinois. It may be different across the board. But just be aware of what's going on and how your local government is moving to protect you and, and your your community. Well, now, further, um, who do we even listen to uh, with all this going on? Where do we get even clear answers about what to do? Because we don't have enough tests. I think the, the answer to going back to work and, and having life as usual in the U.S. means we have tests. 
that mm-hmm. are aggressive and can identify who has the virus and who doesn't. Um, and so we can be protected that way. Uh, but how do we, where do you go for, for straight answers? Me, I go to local level. You know, I, I do listen to the governor. The governor does have press conferences. He had one on the, a couple of days ago um, giving the numbers um, and just what his strategy is for the state. And so I listen to that respectfully, but then I have to go down another level. I need to listen to what um, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms is saying in Atlanta because um, I move about in Atlanta. My job's in Atlanta. Everything that we do is in that city. So I want to pay attention to the local level, to the mayors of um, of uh, city governments and understand what they're doing. Even the county levels, we operate a lot uh, through our counties. And so they're not open for business, so I'm not moving, right? So they're not open. That's a huge sign. Even the governor's uh, mansion is not open for tours. So why would you open up the state for businesses, but yet you're not opening up for tours? So there's still some concerns. I think, again, uh, at certain levels in government, they want to push, but I am paying attention to the local levels, my neighborhood, my community, because they have more of a pulse on what's going on, the number of cases, the number of deaths, the places where you can go and get tested what, that, that are free. So I would suggest, uh, just a, as a recommendation or suggestion, a starting point, maybe you listen to what's going on in your city to understand what's going on on that level, then the state level, and then a national. Well, and and, uh, and thanks for sharing all of that. I think that we've got to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves in this. Yeah, pay attention to what the mm-hmm. governor is saying. You want to know what the administration is saying. But mm-hmm. discern what's true. And if the mm-hmm. government mansion is not open, then why in the world do you think we ought to have right. This is opening in, in the black community, for example. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So one thing we've got to keep in mind is black people are known to be the consumers. They're the ones who spend the money. And so right. if, if black people aren't spending money, there really is no real opening to the country because right. we're the ones who spend it. We've got the power there. Um, we're the ones who spend the money. And we've got to think. We have to think and only buy what we need and not what we want. Right. Um, and back to, right. yes, if you don't need to go out, don't go out. Stay in. Um we know what there's another matter to consider here. What about youth and their restlessness as as the temperatures get warm around the country? Uh, it's hard to keep youth and and really many adults in the house, but then youth mm-hmm. aren't really paying attention to what's going on. You know, uh, we had yeah. here it, it was noticed that a, a big party was being given. I mean, it was the, the townhouse was packed. And the young man was interviewed uh, and asked, why did you have this in your mother's house? He's 27. He said he didn't know, really, there was a pandemic. Um, mm. So, and, and you know what? I know he didn't. I believe every word he said because what I have discovered from many in that age group is what's real is Instagram and TikTok and whatever else is on mm-hmm. social media, Facebook. You know, we, we, we tell Facebook all our private secrets because that's the place to go. When we're, when we're mm-hmm. birthed, I mean, this is this is the age group. What do you say now? Because that's that's a that's a matter we've got to really work on. Right, well, we got to get them where they are. We got to get them where they're paying attention. And to your point, Dr. JC, if those are the platforms that they're listening, we got to do a better job in making sure we're reaching them there in those platforms, um, so that they can understand that they have parents, they have family members, and maybe 
within their environment. They're not really paying attention. But on the social media platforms, you know, there are messages that are saying, when you go on Facebook, that's the first thing that says about COVID-19. So, you know, likewise, I've seen that on Instagram. So it is there. Um, People are just, some people are maybe just not paying attention. Maybe they feel it's not applicable to them. Maybe they feel it's an older person's disease. Um, and it won't happen to them. But I think we just have to continue to pay attention to the numbers and the cases, and I hope that they don't. I hope um, that they have minimal impact because it would be a huge devastation to us all if our, if people in their 20s uh, really start dying from it. Um, but, you know, well, they well, say – It happens to people in their 20s. They need to know it's, it's mm-hmm. happening to those in their 20s. Uh, but, you know, I don't know uh, if you have. You may have. But I've had conversations with – uh, in that age group, and it's like, did you know that you should have a mask when you go and visit your nephews? This is a, he, well, he's well, he's thirty. Um, did you know this? And he he didn't know it. Um, mm-hmm. Well, he said, oh, well, I'll do that then. Okay, but you know, but it took right. a lot of work to to impress that upon his his tender brain. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and tw- and twenty one is like, who's right over the head? I mean, I hear it, yeah, and I've heard it. I I just not absorbing it. Um, and yeah. I, I would say to a, a, a families. Moms, grandmoms, and you know, folks who listen to me know I always do this. Extended family, uncles, aunts, cousins, everybody is responsible here. Tell your youngsters, all the way up to 30 years old, listen, pay attention to this, absorb this, stay in the house, and here's why. <laughs> um, uh, I, the other going story is that, yeah, it impacts only older people and then the nursing homes, and that's the assumption that only, number one, right. Only older people are in nursing homes. That's not true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Think about how many people have been shot and are in nursing homes. They're in the teens mm-hmm. and 20s. And, okay, we're we, we range to the break. I, I love to talk, too. So, um, but, yeah, we got we got to really get this into brains because um, they hear according to what they think, and they're so, they really are very young. So we're coming to another break. Uh, Michelle, thank you so much for engaging us. Um, mm-hmm. As we get ready to go, run us by your uh, – email address or your website once more and then we'll come we'll break for a minute sure absolutely my website is realchicksrock.com and you can reach me at email at realchicksrock.com if you wanted to send me an email alright you have been listening to Real Relations with Dr. JC on WDJY FM Great Talk Radio we'll be right back Well, we are back. Thank you for staying with us in this very important discussion on surviving and really prevailing in the times of coronavirus and all this other icky stuff that's happening. Yeah, I just say icky. Let them hear that word, right? <laughs> <laughs> icky. I, I, you're, you're listening to Real Relations with Dr. JC. I am Dr. Janice C. Hodge. And connect with me on Facebook. Uh, you can just look for my name, Janice C. Hodge, and the Sunflower. Likewise, LinkedIn, 
join me on LinkedIn, particularly ministers, look for Inside Pastoral Care and Counseling. Again, look for that sunflower. Now, we're talking to the very informed Michelle Burt of Real Chicks Rock, who is really instructing us on how we survive these times and the times of mixed messages and lies and deceptions mm-hmm. everywhere. Whew. Well, anywho, so let's get back to that. We were talking about youth and how we get them to keep their heads on straight. Uh, and I am saying, yeah, don't be surprised if 30 years old, your your son or daughter is 30 years old with their own family, they don't really know what's happening. So it's it's the way the brain develops. It's not it's not their fault. Nothing wrong with them. It's, it's brain development. Um, mm-hmm. And so it takes a long time for brains to develop, just like it takes a long time to know how this virus is developing. Right. Nothing fast. And it's going to take a mm-hmm. long time to get the vaccination. And now some mm-hmm. people are aware they want to charge people for the uh, vaccination. No, they should not be charging people for this vaccination. That's mm-hmm. a whole other thing. That's public mm-hmm. policy. But but you were saying, yeah, um, so many things, um, uh, uh, Michelle. So let's, let's, let's keep, it, keep it going. We're talking about preparedness, and uh, the question is prevailing. So life goes on, and, and you've said that very well. What do we do to prevail in life as life does go on? All this chaos, we've lost people. Some people have lost family members two, three at a clip. Um, you know, how, do we, how do we deal with loss? How do we, how do we prevail in times like this? You know, Dr. JT, it's, it's never easy. And, you know, I extend my condolences to your listeners that may have lost someone during this pandemic. I, I lost an uncle in New York to it, unfortunately. And it's sad because we couldn't even properly pay our respects, right? Um, you couldn't even come in and have a funeral and say your goodbyes and that type of thing. And and so it's very difficult. And so I don't want to belittle anyone's feeling or feelings or grieving or mourning because it is a loss and you and you love people and you want to be able to uh, say goodbye to them properly. So that's there's never really an easy answer for that. But I think that, you know, with our faith and just believing and understanding who we are as a people, um, that we've come through so much. Um, and that I believe that this isn't this isn't this is not the end for us, that we will be okay and we will make it through. We just have to be slow and steady about it. We just have to figure out what's going to work with us. We have to embody ourselves with people that love us. We need to stay connected uh, to people, to our family, especially if for all those that are listening that live alone. They don't have anyone to be quarantined with. They're in this house by themselves. Um, it's important that we reach out, that we check in on one another, that we try to hold each other's hands virtually. Just give us what we need as human beings to continue to move forward as a community, as a family, um, is, is how we're going to prevail through this. And we have to be smart as we've been in the past, and we, we can't fall for the lies and the deceptions, and we have to pray about things because you get discernment through prayer, and you have to embody yourself around the information that's going to protect you and yours and, and navigating through this, this period that we're going through right now. Ah, oh, that's a mouthful. I guess it's, it's time for all of us to take a deep breath. What a deep breath we need to take right now. And by the way, everybody, do do deeply breathe. You know, we, 
I can do that on this program. This is the time yes. for us to breathe in and hold it and release slowly. And that really helps our blood mm-hmm. circulate. It's important for brain functioning. It's important for our muscles in, in functioning. We've got to keep breathing. Be aware of yes. how we breathe. So as we, again, uh, you believe it, our time is almost out. But um, in these emotionally disturbing times, uh, let's kind of revisit. What steps are you recommending, Michelle, that we take individually and or as family uh, to prevail, to find peace, um, to make to keep ourselves safe through this time? You know, stay connected to your source, your faith, your power, um, your God, our God, for one. Um, your faith is important. Uh, your family, stay connected to your family. Love is very important at this time. An outreach and outpouring of love is going to help us get through this. Um, do the things that make you have peace. As Dr. JC said, breathing is essential. Uh, maybe some form of movement or exercise. Maybe it's cooking. Maybe it's the things that you love to do. Continue to do those things while you're at home um, so that you don't lose sight of yourself, of who you are. Uh, stay creative if you, if you can possibly do that as well. And I think the thing is, too, Dr. JC, is that we as, as human beings, especially as black people, we're going to come out of this differently than the way that we went in. I believe that we're going to exercise more of our talents, our gifts, the way we do business, our entrepreneurial skills. I think we're going to really think of ways outside of the box in creating what will be our new normal. So, And, and actually we can start thinking about that now because uh, history has kind of said that many great businesses have actually started in the midst of uh, mm-hmm. terrible times. So mm-hmm. a lot of ones have to be created. But I don't want to skip over the fact of grieving. Grieving is hard. It's very, it's very painful, it's, and 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 then grieving uh, from loss of someone through this pandemic. If you mm-hmm. are living with the fact that you've lost a child or a friend or a relative with some kind of crazy violence, whether it's um, community oriented, community oriented, uh, community based violence, because you know that's happening, uh, or by some police attacks, some insane police attacks. Uh, grieving is hard. Is it okay yes. to cry? Yes, absolutely. Cry, scream, yell, do what you need to do. Don't bottle that up. Get it out. You know, get it out. Crying is more than okay. It's what if you need to do it, do it. You know, and sometimes it's a year later and you may cry still. You may still grieve. You may still have a memory. Um, you are absolutely entitled to feel that way. It's just our responsibility, Dr. J.C., as family, as a community, to not let that person stay there, right? We, we have to hold each other accountable to make sure that as they're grieving that we're holding their hand and letting them know that they will be okay. They're going to be okay. And, and people can wonder if, in fact, that can happen because the pain is so, so big, especially for young children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to be present in, in, in my discipline of pastoral psychology, we talk about being present a lot. Uh, sometimes yes. there's nothing you can say, but you can always be there, and you can always put mm-hmm. your hand, and you can always 
put an arm around the shoulder. I'm not talking about doing anything weird, everybody. I'm not saying that. Right. I, there's no support here for weirdness and, and uh, violating anybody's body. I'm not saying that. I feel like I've got to put that out there. Um, but but to be present and comforting um, is is absolutely important and is really needed because um, some people are being hit with a double whammy with with the virus as well as uh, personal losses. So uh, thank you for bringing that up. And so, yes, by all means, let yourself cry if you need to. There's, there's no shame in that. Uh, sometimes people who are grieving say they just can't eat. Uh, they lose track of time, and eating becomes something they forget about. Uh, is there any – how do we help that? Is there any hope there? Um, you know, for that, doctor, I don't have anything in particular, but what I want to say is that when people are hurting and grieving, it's okay to seek help, right? It's okay to talk to someone that will listen, um, a therapist, um, a pastor, someone of counsel um, that can help you, because sometimes just talking about it will help you get through the process. So I don't want people to feel like they, they're crazy or they're embarrassed. There's no shame in feeling the way that you feel. I think just talking about it will help people get through their grieving process. Absolutely. And and, and those who hear um, the encouragement to, to get support um, are thinking right away about mental health counselors. Of course it costs. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Many states, at least in Illinois, I know, I'm sure other states, are offering mental health supports um, and without cost. And mm-hmm. I think the uh, church bodies that are offering uh, counseling without cost right now. I, so if you have insurance and before you paid copay and deductible, now even insurance companies are saying you don't have to worry about that. We're going to let you do counseling without having yeah. to pay. So mm-hmm. uh, reach out and see what kind of support you can get. But but then I'm going to say, be sure you get the right counselor, the right pastor, the right helper for you. And everybody's not right for you, so you want to discern what's right for you. Um, mm-hmm. Always want to discern what's right for you. So we're getting ready to come to the end of our time. How do you want to close this out, uh, Michelle? Oh, you know, th- thank you, Dr. Uh, JC. I want to say that we are a people, African-American people, um, we're strong. Uh, God has blessed us and made us that way. Yes, we've been through a lot of turmoil, but we've also been through a lot of blessings as well. We are a people that we don't quit. It's just in our ancestors. It's in our DNA. It's in the God that we serve. And so I want to just say words of encouragement to everybody that we will be okay. Uh, Look out for one another as best as you can. Um, try to do think about things outside of the box. Like I said, the way you came in this pandemic is not the way that you're going to come out. And you're going to come out better than you were before. Just trust and believe um, and don't give up. Absolutely, don't give up. Put in the work necessary to definitely come out uh, better than when you went in. And that's the work mm-hmm. that we can all do. And we all have the power. Mm-hmm. And there are resources. There are resources uh, that we shared a bit of, but don't forget yes. if you have internet access, uh, check out YouTube and see how you can relax. There are relaxation videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out YouTube and really look at uh, your history, your history of black people in particular, and look how people thought about themselves, how they understood who God was, and then how they moved forward to not only to survive but prevail. prevail. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are resources out there, um, and let yourself make use of that. And, of course, if you need to contact me, please, 
you can find me at grow at jchodge.com or Facebook for the Sunflower, Janice C. Hodge, or even J.C. Hodge and Associates. And then go to LinkedIn, Inside Pastoral Care and Counseling. Um, so by all means, contact me, and I'll be glad to answer you. And, Michelle, once more before we end our time together, how can we find you? Oh, you can find me on realchicksrock.com. I have LinkedIn, too. Uh, Real Chicks Rock on LinkedIn. Uh, Real Chicks Rock on Instagram. We're on Twitter, and we're on Facebook. So feel free to reach out and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss uh, a next one of our talk shows and podcasts. Absolutely. You have been listening to Real Relations with Dr. J.C. Our very esteemed guest is Ms. Michelle Burt of Real Chicks Rock, and she has been wonderful with us today. So until we meet again, I want us all to stay aware, be well, and be wise. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.